that 18, 19 year old yeah. being like, I am the hottest thing in this room and I'm gonna show it with this pair. So oh, actually yeah. it's just super accurate. Hi, welcome to our next episode of Bath the Potter. Uh, today we are going to be talking about very spicy things. My name is Mitch. I'm Dave. And I'm Andrew. And yeah, it's going to get spicy today. We're talking controversial scenes, moments, concepts throughout specifically just the Skywalker saga today. Um, and we have our very first and most special guest ever, Abram. Abram, welcome here. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I appreciate is, that I'm uh, special. Our... Most special that we've ever had. You're also the uh, least special guest. Also the least yeah. special. Also the most mid-special. Um, That's only fair. He's yeah. a mutual friend of ours. Uh, he's also a big Star Wars fan. Um, maybe we'll just... Abram, do you want to just tell us, like, what, what's, what's Star Wars been in your life? How long have you been watching... Um, what's going on? What look what what are some niche things that you enjoy about Star Wars? That's a good one too. Sure, sure. Let me go. Okay. Uh, first Star Wars memories. When did it enter my life? Uh, I have a distinct memory being four and seeing the original trilogy VHS tapes in my parents' house. My dad had borrowed them from a friend. Oh. Yoda was on either Episode Five or Episode Six, and I saw his face and I got scared. And uh, that that was it for Star Wars for a few years until I watched the. Phantom. I still get scared. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a spooky dude. Uh, yep. You know, Episode One came around, and I watched that at my cousin's, and I saw Darth Maul, and I got scared. So I don't know if you're picking up on a yep. theme here, but I was a bit of an anxious kid. So my real first Star Wars moment was uh, Attack of the Clones was in theaters. My buddy Ryan Tid in grade uh, grade two my class he invited me to go out and watch this and i i watched attack of the clones and i was blown away none of the romance felt off it was just just super hot you know <laughs> and yeah. count dooku was the ultimate villain at like oh, no yeah. one could be more evil than that guy and yoda he was my first yoda experience and that guy was just a kung fu master yep. so my first yoda experience <laughs> besides being scared of yoda on the yeah. Of yeah. vhs yeah, and then that should uh, be an episode on your first Yoda experiences. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then whatever, I I started watching the original trilogy a little bit later. Uh, watched it with uh, with Dave, and uh, I think it was kind of part of Dave's yeah. first introduction to, well, not first introduction, but you know, really kind of starting to spark the spark the was, the flame that'll ignite the rebellion. You know, ooh, and uh, wow. it was it was my true and, first introduction. The sequels were announced. Those came out. I got super hyped. Just followed every possible subreddit, every news source, every podcast that was talking about it, and uh, was kind of doing that until Rise of Skywalker came out. And now it's uh, things have chilled down a bit, but but still uh, still following Star Wars leaks on Reddit and then <laughs> whatever. Oh yeah, Tr- trying to keep Star Wars in my life a little bit. Oh, uh, so see, Dave a- Abram is. Abram's one of those like. people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, oh yeah, I we see. talked about not liking leak people. Yeah, Abram's a big leak guy. I'm like a mid leak guy. I'll oh, look I, at leaks every once. I in a knew while. the entire plot for the Rise of Skywalker before it came out. Yeah, <laughs> like beat for beat. Yeah, no, <laughs> nice. Still did not it, sure if that was the right better call, or worse. Um, it. Mm, uh, see, see, you know, it was a pretty, <laughs> it was a pretty disappointing movie. So I was actually kind of glad that I knew what was going to happen before it did happen. <laughs> Nothing surprised me. I was me glad I was disappointed it before in, it so. disappointed. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Cool. Uh, well, just like disappointing movies, um, we are going to be talking about the controversial moments, 
Uh, so right now, basically, there are a lot of scenes and or concepts and or whole movies that really divide the Star Wars fan base. And we like to classify ourselves as being on, uh, quote unquote, the right side of history or the right side of the fan base <laughs> where we don't we don't love everything Star Wars. Um, we don't encourage and, and are blind to everything that's kind of wonky. Um, but we're also not uh, big, fat nasties uh, towards the things that people like or the things that people dislike. Um, yeah. We're accepting unless, of the warts and the beautiful things yeah, about Star Wars. Unless you're, just a, unless you're just a dick, then we don't really care about your opinion. So, yeah, um, you could so love everything be, and be a dick, and I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to kind of go through the nine movies. Uh, there are a few things that we're going to leave out because they could just take up our entire time uh things like luke in the entire sequel trilogy or i guess i guess through his entire character arc um so if that's what you're here for um we'll do that another time may, keep yeah, listening we may talk about it later but uh either leave uh, or keep listening and be happy about it i meant keep listening in like the long-term sense yeah it's yeah. true yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. So let's start it <laughs> off with uh, Back to the Beginning. And by the beginning, I mean mm. The Phantom Menace, uh, 1999. Where do we alive. find... Uh, what do we not like? Do oh. we want to talk about Jar Jar or Midichlorians? Let's start with Jar Jar. That's a great Jar Jar. Start. I love Jar Jar. I've talked about this before. My t-shirt. It's been talked yep. about in past episodes. It's part of the Bantha Potter lore now. Like... I'm I'm a Jar Jar fan from beginning to the end. I will always love Jar Jar, and I trust George Lucas. Jar Jar is the key to all of this. He said it himself. Yeah. So, what do people who dislike Jar Jar like? What do they not like about him? I think just the goofiness. What's the argument against him? Like he makes me viscerally uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Like I cringe and like (laughs) like I like I curl up because Jar Jar is sometimes just so ridiculously awesome irritating oh. to me right <laughs> no i'm with dave it's a full body physiological response to yeah. Jar Jar. Like, <laughs> it just my body I mean, says no yeah my it's too much and it's then, too much yeah and then there's me and andrew and i'm like whenever andrew talks about his jar jar shirt i'm like i kind of wish i had that shirt right now <laughs> right like i would i would wear that i just got a new job i would show up day one jar jar shirt <laughs> See, yeah, I we'll like see how that goes. I like Jar Jar because he he was like an entry point, and and as like a dad now watching through the prequels. I mean, my son Asher is only two years old, so he doesn't really get the concept of the movies at all. But he watches along, and like he actually loves Jar Jar. When Jar Jar's on the screen yeah. and he's talking, it's like the funniest thing ever. And I'll do like a Jar Jar voice, and he thinks it's the funniest thing ever. So I think it he was like get the concept of Star Wars, but he gets the concept of Jar Jar. Exactly. And Jar Jar yeah. is the key to all of this. So if he understands Jar Jar, he understands it all. So that's all he needs to be a Star Wars fan. And honestly, George like loved uh, Jar Jar. I also don't love how like the fans treated the uh, the actor who played Jar Jar. So like oh, that yeah. has a, a soft spot in my heart. I think that adds to my love to Jar Jar because I like... I just like love the underdogs and the yeah. It was really dark there for a while. I remember he came out with a statement a couple years ago of like, like that kind of like wrecked his life for a long time. Because yeah, people just like utterly hated him. That was pretty brutal. Yeah. I don't know from like an. Well, that's that's just dumb. Yeah, yeah. But that's gonna be a common theme if we talk about like controversial characters. The actors are probably 
like yeah. took way too much heat for something that mm-hmm. they. That's, well, Jake that's Lloyd just had it pretty rough too as just a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Just he hates Star Wars. I think he still hates Star Wars. Yeah, I don't blame Under, him. Understandably, honestly, I don't blame him at all. Who's this? Uh, the the guy who played Anakin in Episode One. Oh, the kid. Yep. But he got I mean, shrekt. People I like people at school. <laughs> oh. People like shit being... on the goofiness of the prequel trilogies in general, but like, I, I like the original trilogy has some goofy ass shit in it too. Like it's it's weird. I stand yeah. by that. Episode six is just like George is giving you a little taste of what's to come with the prequels. You know, yeah, There's little bits six. here and there. Yeah, like you can see where it's going. It's it's and the like what's of the weird to the prequels. What's weird in like the eighties is going to be different than what's weird in the nineties and the early two thousands. Like it's. When yeah, when Return of the Jedi came out, it was off. Like people were like, it was the, one of the least favorites. Oh, I guess it's only three movies, but it was like definitely like a least favorite for fans. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about that later. But hey, Jar Jar, he's the first ever CGI main character in any movie ever. Like that's yep. pretty sick. Um, if you've seen the behind the scenes photos, it's literally like Ahmed Best with like a Jar Jar Dude, head just whack. on top of I his head. It. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they still As, acted with him. I, mean, I can't imagine great, acting against that, you know, or like acting yeah, opposite yeah. that. That would be, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess people he, deal with worse, but it's yeah. Liam Neeson, man. What a, what yeah. a, what a star. I mean, just what, in like, general, the prequels, the fact that Liam Neeson, Natalie Portman, uh, you McGregor all like are pretty bad acting and they're amazing actors it's a testament to just how like terrible the writing yeah. is in general because they're all amazing actors outside of the it's prequel true. trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and like, it's, it's just, but, but to give them credit. Yeah. Like the only thing I think weirder than acting with Jar Jar would be acting with a dude in a Jar Jar costume. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. And like, yeah, the, As, the Jar Jar part is not moving. Like if they made Jar Jar now, they probably just do like a, like a, a special effect, like a or practical yeah. effect, and have like a, a puppet. It was literally a stationary head, just on top. And I think it was only like half of his head, so that they had the eye line correct. Yeah. Wild. Like it was just like Jar Jar's upper jaw and his eyes. As someone who's not a huge fan of Jar Jar, uh, can can you explain to me, Andrew, why he's the key to everything, or are you just trusting George Lucas's statement statement that he is the key to everything? I mean, so he didn't say everything. He said all of this. Okay. So I'm not sure what this is. <laughs> uh, but he's the key to Naboo. It's yeah. a it's a great uh, it's a great quote to take out of context and use against Jar Jar haters, basically. Um, no, but I mean, I generally see him as like kind of the catalyst. Like when if if Qui Gon wouldn't have run into him, he they wouldn't have never been able to go down into like the Gungan area. And then get into Naboo. And then also, like, Jar Jar is just there along for the ride the whole time being, like, hilarious and adding just, like, levity to the situations that need levity. Um, also, I've said this before, like, George Lucas, and Mitch might have already read this in the original trilogy archives book, but he's, like, specifically, he's, like, I made Star Wars for 12-year-olds. Like, yeah. Not that not that other people can't enjoy it. Like everyone can enjoy it, but he made Star Wars for twelve year olds with twelve year olds in mind because uh, the world, especially during the time of the original trilogy, the world was a dark place, and all the movies coming out were dark and about like just the worst things ever. And he was like, "I want to give kids hope and and joy." And um, yeah, 
So I feel like Jar Jar is like a big testament to to like George's vision for Star Wars. It's just like it's it's a fun space movie. Like people take it too seriously, I think sometimes, and I think George would say the same. It's just like a fun space opera with space wizards and laser swords. I mean, yeah, uh, I have a great segue, but uh, uh, Abram, go ahead. Oh no! Oh sure, okay. I was just gonna say I I appreciate <laughs> what what what, what <laughs> no, but yes, I appreciate what, <laughs> yes what what Jar Jar. The intent behind Jar Jar is great. What Andrew was saying, you know, meant for kids, bring some levity to the world. Uh, whether or not you agree that those jokes are actually any good, or, or that levity is like <laughs> actually levity, mm. even maybe <laughs> fair fair counterpoint, fair yes. counterpoint. Yes. But yes. so the concept of Jar Jar is good. The execution not so good. Ooh, sounds like the sequel trilogy. Sounds in my like opinion. a lot of pieces uh, <laughs> of Star Wars. <laughs> so I uh, my segue into Andrew saying that if George Lucas anticipated uh, everything, including the prequel trilogies, to be uh, to show kids hope and joy, uh, the hope of the kids in the in the in the late seventies, early eighties was that I can also be a Jedi. Jedi is for everybody. And then we have the midichlorians. Uh, so let's talk about that in episode one. I feel like, I think people have a, a misunderstanding of the midichlorians. I, I mean, I did. I I thought that like, um, it was like only some people had midichlorians, but like midichlorians are in everything. And like yep. some people just have more or less, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they are automatically like a better Jedi or a better force user. Like they just have a deeper connection, I guess. Like, yeah. um, even the way he explains it in, in Phantom Menace is just like, but I, I think a lot of people read into it as well, that, like, yeah, that was the misunderstanding for a long time. Yeah. Right. Is that like, like midichlorians, like it, it, it gates the, the people who can, be a Jedi and be a Jedi, be a Jedi and not be a Jedi. Right. It's Which not, I mean, anyone can, yeah. anyone can access the force. Like even the, the whole thing. I mean, as a kid, we would always say like, I have the force. I, I have the force, but it's not, you don't have yeah. the force. You, it exists and you like, you use it, I guess. And it uses you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hard because like, I, I, I appreciate the midichlorians personally. <clears throat> like I, I can see where he was kind of coming from. And yes, if you take it the wrong way, it kind of like gatekeeps people from becoming a Jedi. But also in the original trilogy, like Luke is talking to Leia in episode six and is like talking about the force and is like, I have it. My father has it and my sister has it. And it's like, yeah, it's a big reveal that like they're brother and sister. But it's also like not everybody in Star Wars is a Jedi. So it's like, yes, like maybe some everybody has the connection to the force or has the force in them. But like Han main character throughout the entire series like he's not a jedi and doesn't express any sort of connection with the force really in fact it so. doesn't want to be connected to it yeah yeah so it's like i don't know midichlorians it's like it almost kind of added a little bit of science in my opinion which i kind of appreciated a bit it like took a little bit of the mysticism out um while still keeping like the general theme i don't know I definitely don't hate midichlorians. Yeah, I don't hate midichlorians, but it's it's one of those things that like if it's not in there, 
like it's okay like it doesn't it's not like yeah. it's this yeah. it's yeah. this thing that didn't really need to be included to begin with if you watch phantom menace and not think about qui-gon measuring anakin's midichlorian levels and like that's almost on the level of master yoda and stuff right like if you yeah. kind of take that all out it's just oh it's just qui-gon sensing the force in anakin and knowing that there's something there and uh yeah it works perfectly well without the midichlorians too so yeah, I think they only mention it one other time in Clone Wars when when Yoda goes to learn uh, right how to commune with the Force after death. I think that's the only time. So, do you think that kind of like how we have letters in front of our names here, uh, determining your education? Do you think like on name tags in the in the Jedi Council, like it's like Yoda and then the number of midichlorians behind it <laughs> over nine thousand? How they like is that how they like rank people? <laughs> Well, yeah, how else are you supposed to know who's really powerful and who isn't, right? It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And, like, we didn't even know. Sense, we never we never knew y- uh, Yaddle's count. Just going to yeah. say that. Just going to put that out there. I mean, did we know, like, very many people's count at nope. all? Maybe nope. in Legends. Like, maybe. How many midichlorians so, does Obi-Wan have? Or like six. One. Yeah. Mace. Like, six maybe. Also, can you lose midichlorians? Or are they kind of like sperm where, like, you just keep making them? It depends if you're a male, if you're or, male female. or female. That's true. <laughs> can you can you gain them if you like meditate enough or something? The perfect joke. Uh, that sounds like a cold open. Depends on if you're a male <laughs> or a female. Oh man, what's uh? I mean, I love pod racing. I don't know if we you talked about talking about that, but pod racing slaps. No, do no people argument. not like pod racing? I think people I think are, are talking about angry. this this kind of stuff. Like I'm starting to realize how many things people hate, and I'm like, why do you like Star Wars? Yeah, if you hate literally everything <laughs> about, about 95 percent of Star Wars. Dave, yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, you said it. Dave. I like I like when the old people slap sticks at each other in the Death Star. And it's like that's that's it. That's, that's all it. That's like. all you like. It's yeah. like oh, you don't like fun races in the desert that are great. Not my Star Wars. Nope. Not my. Like you just, you just oh, hate no. fun. All right, Clone Wars, the movie. Well, Attack, yeah, of the Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Hor- horrible writing of romance. That's yeah. our. Uh, that's our. That's our jumping off point. I think I should watch this movie again because, like, this registered for me. But again, it's like one of those things where I'm like, hmm, it sucks. Yeah. But it's also kind of hilarious now. Here's <laughs> like my the sand the, the sand line. My thing about it, I and just, they've integrated I just it into it. different like shows. Yes, right. I just watched it like uh, last week, um, and watching it through the like the lens of like uh, almost like a period drama romance. It's got like Victorian era vibes, you know. Uh, and like I just recently watched um, Emma, which is a great movie. I've I've watched Pride and Prejudice with my wife a couple times. It's great. I love Pride and Prejudice. And like watching it through like the lens of that is like, if George was, I, I feel like I read somewhere that he like wanted it to be kind of like that. Maybe I'm making that up just to like back up. No, I think point. you're right. I've heard but that too. Yeah. So like through that lens, it's like okay, it makes sense. I I actually like appreciate. Um, it it actually adds to Padme's story, uh, Padme and Anakin's story, especially Anakin, um, because. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things we'll talk about today that just like are things that just don't add to the story at all. This actually is like a huge point right. in Anakin's story, um, losing his the, the ones he loves and trying to protect them. Um, but I mean, I'll just say it right now. Both of them hot. And that's a, like they're they're a hot couple. Padme. So like, the more scenes 
Pat well, was my sexual awakening. Mostly, so. And then That's Anakin nice. was like my second <laughs> sexual awakening. Like they're just both. I love them. Attack yeah, of the Clones definitely. Cool. Attack of the Clones is definitely Padme's best movie. That's where she gets to shine, you know, because she's yeah. she's done pretty dirty in Revenge of the Sith. I'm gonna be honest with you. She yep, uh, just she, gets yep. pregnant and yeah, just typical woman stuff, <laughs> dips, you know. Dips life. Yeah, um, I mean, sure, that's cool. But <laughs> I, I mean, I think. Do you want to say something? Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to just say that, yeah, like it's 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 great that George Lucas wanted to make like a romance. Yeah. But it's like, why? Why do we need a, a random romance movie? I I don't know. It just doesn't really fit the vibe, in my opinion. It's also I not that like, romantic. Like I like I said, I just rewatched it and like it's maybe 25 percent of the movie. Like a lot of it is kay. is other stuff. Yeah. But if we're arguing that. Jar Jar being in the movies fits because these movies are for 12 year olds mm. and Abram going to it at nine or 10 thought that this romance was like the peak the, of romance. The peak of romance. Does I mean, it not Natalie Portman did a lot just by being Natalie Portman. <laughs> existing. By, by existing. Yeah. Okay. But like also you cannot argue with that. <laughs> we also have to remember, okay, like bad writing aside. Yeah. Like Anakin's, uh, delivery Hayden Christensen I'm sure he's a great actor I haven't actually seen him in much other things um, same with Natalie Portman like just like terrible writing but Anakin was like what 18 not 17 yeah it's kind of weird like, 18, like the 19? things he yeah. like the things he says are so classic teenage boy trying to be like That's this fair. romantic That's boy fair. like Edgy. when I was watching it it was like cringy in a way that I'm like oh yeah I like I get that as a as a boy who was a teenage <laughs> boy who wanted to like be like this lovey touchy romantic boy yeah. like no like that's I that's <laughs> that's it that he nailed i it. honestly think that the cringiest moment for me is like the pear scene <laughs> where they're like eating like across the table from each other and he just like uses the force to like but that's that's totally and it's like oh it's cute but it, it, it totally is you're right it's like that that 18, 19 year yeah. old being like, I am the hottest thing in this room and so, I'm going to show it with this pair. So oh, actually yeah. it's just super accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the more I think about it, it's pretty accurate. It's like too relatable. It's bad. That's yeah. why people it's don't bad. Like it. yeah. That's the thing. But it's not. It yeah. reveals the dark old, sides of us, you know? <laughs> well, like an 18 year old who's got like probably mega confidence because he is the chosen one. Oh, and yeah. And he's like the best at everything he ever does. And he's dating this like, Super cosmopolitan, like, senator lady who's, like, mature way beyond her age. Yeah. I mean, we can talk age difference aside. I think it's a little off that she fell in love with him when he was, like, eight years old. But Yeah. Well, he's, like, the cool kid at school in grade nine who's, like, dating somebody in grade 12. That's true. Right? And Obi-Wan's the grade 12 who's cool and, but not quite cool enough, I guess. Mitch, you say that like it's a normal thing. Have you known a lot of grade nines that have dated grade twelves? Um, <laughs> I mean, like the... I I I went to school in Cranbrook, BC, so things are quite off over there. Mm. Um, not a lot of options. I, I guess, mean, right? yeah. there's not a lot Small of pond. options. There's too many options actually. Oh gosh, uh, and not enough space. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There was like I had I had friends who were like, oh man, like you gotta you gotta date the the older the older girl. And, and, and it's like, Anakin like a, did it. Like probably like a status thing. I don't know. It's weird. Anakin, just gonna... Anakin is like number one in Cranbrook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just going to slide yeah. this in there. 
Padme's outfits in Attack of the Clones are absolute bomb. Like those, those the co- costume design in the prequels, unreal. I love. Phenomenal. It. Yeah, I think that's true. Just they just look so cool. Um, Jar Jar Banks costume, mint. Mint. It's behind the scenes. Do costume. we want to? <laughs> do we want to transition to the other talking point we had for Attack of the Clones? Oh I don't sure. Have a, I don't have a fancy. What transition. was the other one? That's okay. Yeah. Uh, Yoda and Dooku. Yoda oh, and Dooku. right. So I, I didn't even think about this one. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen it on Twitter every once in a while. It comes up and, and people argue about it. Um, basically, the, the, the controversy is that like people who um, grew up with the original trilogy had this idea of Yoda. This is going to sound very familiar to another character. <laughs> uh, they had this idea of this character in their head, and especially through like legends and all this other stuff. And then he was portrayed in potentially a different way in um, in this sense. It was before that character, so in previous iterations of that character, um, and they didn't like it. So they didn't like that Yoda was like this kung fu master, lightsaber swinging um, killer when he's portrayed more as like this like zen almost like buddhist monk um that doesn't really ever fight and is more just kind of like communing with the force um and people didn't like that i think it's sick because it shows that yoda um has he can throw down he can throw down and also people change oh really characters can change yeah characters can change and it shows uh, you what the force can, can do too though it shows you what the exactly. force can do because he's he still needs that cane you know but all of a sudden he drops the cane and he like takes in the force oh. and he's like hell yeah well, shit is going down and then he starts flipping and you're like there's no way flips. that that man can flip like that without some force assistance you know and the flipping in battlefront 2 with yoda the original battle oh, that's how 2. he walks he's like, oh yeah like yeah i mean around in my mind, I'd like to think Yoda's not able to flip around all the time. You know, it was kind of like, a, <laughs> it took a lot out of him to do that. That's true. In that moment. Well, he but, flew in that little cradle yeah. thing, kind of like um, Grogu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We should we should write that down because that should come up in our gospel episode. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about. Got to get the that, 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 that force spirit in you. Move mountains or mustard seeds or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> But I think I <laughs> think like Yoda learns. I feel like Yoda learns that like, oh, this, this isn't actually the way of the Jedi. Like being this like crazy lightsaber. Like it's part of it, but I think that's a big part of his like arc, is learning and 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 going and becoming a hermit because he's like, ah, oh, I failed and I I just gave in to the war. And uh, we talked about that in past episodes too. But um, I, I I love the arc of Yoda. He's great. Yeah. Uh, well, we should move on. If we're trying to get through nine movies, we need a we need to pick up the pace Gotta here. Pick up the pace, okay. This, this is gonna be a spicy one, a long yeah. spicy one. Uh, episode Revenge three, Padme dies. Yeah, Padme's death. Pad Padme's Padme's Revenge of the Sith arc. Padme's noble I mean, end. We talked about it. She's done dirty throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Originally, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a concept art. For when she goes to Mustafar, she actually has a dagger where she's she was gonna kill Anakin. That's her. 
which is sick. And I, I kind of wish that would have been, I mean, she, I don't wish that she would have killed him because that wouldn't have made sense, but I wish she would have attempted to, because that would be very heart wrenching and actually the biggest continuity of, uh, inconsistency. (laughs) It also would have like made Anakin's turn to the dark side, just that much more like, I know intense, intense. Oh, have any of you guys seen the deleted scenes from revenge of the Sith? Yes. so, Maybe 10 years ago. Sure. So there's a lot of stuff with Padme and Mon Mothma and Bail Organa and the senators coming together and essentially starting like starting talks of what would eventually become the rebellion. And yes, that's cool. So there's this whole B story with Padme, like meeting with other senators and being told to keep things from Anakin during all of this that really fleshes mm. out her character in that movie. And the fact that they had to take it out, I mean... Uh, I I guess I kind of get it with it's one of the longer movies I think and everything but mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's too bad because it was really cool yeah but would we have rather them taken out Hello There by Obi Wan or uh, Padme's arc that's true Hello There is pretty uh, I mean if you don't hear that then how do you get the reference in Episode Four when Obi Wan says it to Luke right that would be lost yeah. yeah or 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 in the Lego Holiday Special yeah yeah. That's true. Best Star Wars movie, in my opinion. Best Star Wars movie. Canon. Haven't seen it. That's it's the best it. thing that Disney's done. I don't oh, think it's worth it. If, it's honestly worth it. It's okay. unhateable. If anyone yeah. hates that, <laughs> you're not a Star Wars fan. Like, just... <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but yeah, but Ray's in it. Tired of all these female leads. It's also Lego. I hate Lego. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Unless no you hate Lego, us. then don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the only controversy in Revenge of the Sith? Uh, we had Anakin doesn't remember Grievous, but that's yeah. more just like a continuity, continuity error. I don't know if that's a big like controversy. And it could be, like, it could be explained as like um, they were just kind of being goofy to each other. Like they were like, yeah, eh, you're taller than I imagined. Like just kind of like a, a, a <laughs> oh, goofy that's, joke. That's actually, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, um, let's, we'll go, let's we'll go, go with, with goofy. that and move on to the, the Old Testament. Old Testament. Here we go. Uh, I mean, this one special this, edition. Yeah, the, the original That's trilogy on its it. own didn't have a ton of like controversial moments because it was the beginning. Like, how can it be con- controversial when it's the the start of it? Like, there's no like uh, yeah. base layers to be controversial about, I guess. But special editions, adding in things. George liked to continue working on his movies later on. Yeah. So for those of Uh, listeners who may not know what the special edition is um in order to celebrate the 20th anniversary uh george basically re he added a bunch of stuff yeah re-edited the entire original trilogy and honestly like it's very difficult to find the non-special edition version anymore yeah like what's on disney plus Um, and whatever plays on tv will always like disney plus there's even they they've added in things in the last like two years that yeah any any dvd any blu-ray even vhs's before or after the special edition um are 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 this edition and I think it's, it's a contractual obligation too. Like Disney, even though they have yeah. rights to these movies, they're not. It's still in their in their contract that they show George's intended version. So here we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm yeah, glad I, that we got CGI Jabba because the original Jabba, if you've seen pictures, looked terrifying. The CGI Jabba is not great either, though. It's horrible. I mean, in the my huts opinion. in general just 
suck. It's oh, it's in my still opinion. pretty bad. Um, I I don't love all like in in general the CGI add-ins. They seem very out of place. Um, yeah. Like there's some. I think it's maybe in a New Hope in the background. They add like some some comedic like alien things happening in the background and like animals yeah. picking up stormtroopers and uh, it's just like seems very out of place and it looks very out of place. Um, especially when Star yeah. So Wars- basically. If you if you see a scene in especially a New Hope that looks out of place, it was ninety percent of the time added afterwards. Yeah. So yeah, when they're when they're driving up to Moss Eisley, that's all new. Yeah. Um, there's a yeah the whole the whole Jabba scene is is pretty new, and Han shot first. You you may hear this as a thing. Uh, that's because I believe the edit was changed in the yeah. special edition. Originally, it was I read up on the, this morning. Originally. Uh, Han did shoot because because Greedo was about to shoot and Han shot and then George changed it because he didn't want Han to be um, a murderer and to be like portrayed as someone who would shoot first. He was always like more defensive and would never do that. So they added in Greedo actually pulling the trigger and Han shooting after but killing him. And Han like dodging a, too, which is ridiculous. Yeah, he yeah. goes full Jedi super speed to the left yeah. or something. Like it's yeah, it looks it looks weird. It's un, uncanny in my opinion. But have any of you had the opportunity to actually watch? I guess what they call the despecialized editions of these movies, like the yeah, original. Yeah. So um, I owned like when I was a kid, my family had the VHS for four, five, and six, um, and then we bought the DVDs from like one to one to six and the dvd edition that i had had the original theatrical release in addition to the current special edition oh awesome okay um so i i don't i don't know if we have those anymore i kind of wish we did um but yeah i watch i mostly just watched the originals when i was a kid yeah Yeah. that's that's the only way i watch them now you can find them online so oh yeah i would love to watch those yeah yeah, I mean, I think it's just for me. I love practical effects, especially in like newer movies, and that was like a huge thing for the original trilogy was all these practical yeah. effects. So then, yeah, adding in these CGI things was interesting. Okay, I read this online this morning. This is another ad. Um, it's pretty controversial. Uh, is the the Darth Vader yelling no? And then I might be wrong, but I read that that was added in post Revenge of the Sith because he yells no in revenge of the Sith. And then later on they added it into return of the Jedi to have like some callback, I guess. Yeah, some I think that's the callbacks. 2011 Blu-ray release. They added yeah. a no there and the yeah, blinking right. Ewoks. That was another thing they yeah. added. Yeah. Which I mean, the no is just kind of it's goofy as hell, but like it's. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's similar to putting in Hayden Christensen at the end of episode six. Now I am hundred percent for that though. Yeah very much for Hayden yeah. Christensen at the end. Um, if we want to go into that, I love Hayden Christensen being at the end because that's when he was, he turned to Vader. Yeah. I think we actually talked about this yeah. in a previous episode, so we don't have to go too deep into it, but yeah, they added that. Um, they changed the music at the end of episode six, uh, the celebration song versus yub nub. And this is actually really funny because a couple years ago, my wife and I were watching star Wars again. Uh, I think leading up to, rise of skywalker and we were we were watching return of the jedi and it was it was playing the celebration song because that's basically all you can find now i think we were watching on disney plus and i looked and i i had this 
realization that it wasn't Yubnub. <laughs> I was like, where, like, where did Yubnub go? Like, I had this whole childhood memory of this other song that's like fully whack. I actually have the piano music for Yubnub. I don't know <laughs> why. Um, like, still? Yeah, still. Oh, wow. Still. I think it's upstairs. I could probably find it pretty easily. Probably causes um, a lot of Mandela effects for people. They probably watch it. It did. Like, it did. Like, I, I fully <laughs> had the Mandela effect. And Nina's like, I don't know what song you're talking about. So I had to like YouTube it and she had never heard Yubnub and I had never clicked that Yubnub was gone. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a weird, it was a weird moment. The best. So you should look it up. The Yubnub uh, song. I'm the best ad. It slaps. Yep. The best special edition ad was in the last couple years uh, when they put them onto Disney plus was right before Han shoots Greedo. He says, McClunky. McClunky is and definitely they added in McClunky as one of the best, and that's amazing. They just literally Wait, added what? in Greedo saying McClunky, and it's I don't know why I don't I haven't seen this. I should, and so there's I should look up McClunky, and that, this is probably a joke you <coughs> missed. They said McClunky in um, Mandalorian at some point. Ah. Oh that's no no right. no! I they joked that. about they they joked about adding it in. I think I think it's in the holiday special, the Lego holiday special. They definitely say McClunky, but they yeah. I think John Favreau and Dave Filoni joked about adding McClunky into the Mandalorian. That was in the oh, behind okay. the scenes. Anyway, hey, it's canon. We now, can uh, you know fact check it. Fact check it. Um, I mean, are there any other special editions that we want to? I talked about this in the last episode, but Cy Snoodles singing that song. Okay, Jedi rocks. Jedi rocks. You're 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 a fan of that, Andrew? Is that what I'm hearing? Ah, Big that's fan. that's upsetting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I just think it's so funny. I think it's so out of place. So I think I I would say I ironically like it, but part of me also unironically likes it. Like it's just so. And then she's in uh, Clone Wars too, and she's the worst character ever. <laughs> um, which is just really funny. But I I just think that scene is so. Like they're just like, let's just stop the whole movie and just have a little song break. Yeah, full song break. It's great. Why not? Max Rebo. Add the weird. Add more weird. I love the Star Wars. The weird Star Wars. Give me more weird Star Wars. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about controversial in the original trilogy, or should we move on to <laughs> Luke, the meaty bits? Luke and Leia. I mean, Luke and Leia kissing. Luke and Leia kissing. That's just like George didn't plan ahead. <laughs> Or maybe he George did. Or he did. Just or he's just a little. Yeah. Oh. He just, he just wanted to be. Yeah. George, I mean, he didn't, you dirty dog. When he wrote A New Hope, Darth Vader wasn't supposed to be Luke's father. So I feel like if he didn't plan that, he didn't plan many other things too. But yep. he probably is just a dirty dog. Well, hey, in the novelization, in the novelization of A New Hope, Yoda is blue i think he shows up in a new hope or maybe it's one for empire strikes back i don't know yoda was blue in that oh book, so because uh, i think the novelization for a new hope or like for star wars the original came out before the movie did like yeah six months or 12 months before the yeah. the movie did and it had like some different scenes in it it's the same with the canon. comic uh yeah the comic the star wars comic came out before the movie um and actually had a space rabbit who jackson i've heard is who I've heard is uh, Jordan Lucas's least favorite <clears throat> character. So there's ever. this there's this Marvel comic writer Kevin Scott who uh, writes a lot of the the new Marvel Star Wars canon yep. comics who loves Jackson and he tries to put him into like every oh it might be oh, actually no. it might be Charles Soule I don't know it's one of the two they're like two. one of the two and they uh, he puts Jackson into a lot of the uh, IDW Star Wars adventures 
Oh, that's fun. So he's canon again. Jackson's canon. Great. And uh, I would love to see Jackson in The Mandalorian or something. It'd be hilarious. Bring Jackson back. I want a Jackson Black Series figure. Jackson Black. I'm a big Jackson oh, fan. Niche. That would be so niche. Oh, my I goodness. Love it. A green space rabbit. Yeah. It's the best. Well, shall we move on to arguably, I mean, currently the most controversial. I think it feels like it's the most controversial, but that's just because we're living in it. But recency bias. Yeah. Yeah. Sequel trilogy. Sure. So So. The Force Awakens, I think most of us really enjoyed it. So the biggest controversy that we had was why did they build the third Death Star? (laughs) Or, this time or I guess it's like a planet, man. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. But like, I guess like more of the controversy is like, why is the Force Awakens just like a New Hope? Well, that's why I in so many elements. I mean, I think it's just I think JJ's to blame. <laughs> if we if we look at Force Awakens and look at Rise of Skywalker, he just leans way too heavily on nostalgia and like fan service. Yeah. What's well, the fear of upsetting thought. the fans? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Don't yeah. don't, uh, don't fix what isn't broken. So if yeah, if you just do yeah. it again, it'll be fine. But so yeah. that's that's true, and I see that a lot more in the Rise of Skywalker. Personally, um, I actually, if we're giving our, our 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 thoughts on it, I actually don't hate the fact that the Force Awakens is so similar. And the way that I see it is kind of like the way that Disney has been like pushing for old fans and new fans should all like Star Wars. Um, and like when I saw the Force Awakens, I was like, yes, that was that was great. Because it's, I don't know, like the, the effects were good, the characters were, were pretty decent, um, and the story was like, like I, I knew the story already. And the way that I saw it was, it was a good way to bring in new fans. Because for a lot of people, The Force Awakens was probably their first interaction with Star Wars. Yeah. And if that's your first interaction with Star Wars, it's similar enough to 1977 that like, that's great. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I that's, that's why it. I don't hate it. Yeah. Like I, I, I like it and I'm, and I'm fine that it yeah. kind of like ripped it off. I was, I was aware of it very quickly and I didn't care Yeah. because it was like, whatever, like you're starting, there's two more movies after it. So if you want to go be creative after that, you have lots of like runway to do that. Which um, is why I love last so Jedi. Time, I was kind of like, yeah, well I was kind of like, okay, good. Like you've created like a really good movie that doesn't have a lot of flaws and kind of sets the stage for whatever you're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I found I it, it different enough. Yeah. yeah. But I think my biggest, my biggest, my only issue is honestly Starkiller Base. Like yeah. that's the one thing that it's like, okay, you could have, <laughs> you could have changed it a little bit more to make it like, like even if it was, if we're talking Last Jedi, like a big ship. Yeah. That is Rise, like of, that, Sky- that, Rise of Skywalker. They literally do that. Yeah, is that yeah. Rise of Skywalker? With no, like Star Last Jedi, Jedi right? they have the mega ship. But yeah, then, Skywalker. But then the well, in Rise of Skywalker, all the ships have Death Star, right? Yeah. Tech. But it's introduced at the very beginning of of the Last Jedi with the, the with the weird like bombers the and huge stuff. big ship that they yeah. that they do the whole. Like I think if they would have if they would have right. stopped right. if they would have started with that, I think it may have been a little bit better. But. Yeah, I also like. It's kind of true to the human, like the pattern that we see in history. It's like we don't really deviate that much in terms, like, once we have technology that works, it's like, oh, we have bombs. We're going to make bigger bombs. We're going to make an atom bomb. Like, we just keep creating a bigger and bigger it's thing. True. 
and it's like don't fix what oh, we had a death star it spooked people we'll build it again uh, it in a planet again and they destroyed it we'll yeah. build a bigger one then they can't destroy it but now That's it blows true. up entire systems of planets not just one <laughs> yeah Love but it. where I see the issue is, is like, yeah, in history, we build a bomb and it works and we build another one. Yeah. But like here, it's like they build a Death Star. It doesn't work. They build another one. It doesn't work. They yeah. build a third one. It kind of works, but then this it's destroyed is, as well. This is why Thrawn would have been a better emperor. Yeah, it's more stubbornness yeah. than anything, I think. Yeah. Well, here, this is where I'm going to quickly advocate for a fan edit or a fan fix of, yeah, do it. of The Force Awakens. So for those who don't know, fan edits are basically people, big fans of Star Wars uh, get together in community forums and they discuss what they like and don't like about movies, how they think they can make it better. Finding the diamond in the rough, I guess, like Attack of the Clones is one of my favorites when I watch the fan edit because it turns from this really poorly written thing into like a semi-believable romance with this really cool uh, neo-noir detective Obi-Wan going out and learning about clones. Anyways, it's great. But for The Force Awakens, uh, just a little thing they do in one edit is uh, they just move uh, some of the Starkiller base stuff to the very end. So um, how it very much mirrors A New Hope in that first they bl- mm. they kind of represent, they show their power by blowing up Alderaan or Hosnian Prime in The Force Awakens. And then they need to get, they need to blow it up in the end before it strikes again. But what happens in this fan edit is that they haven't seen the damage that Starkiller base can, can, can deal until the very end when they're trying to take it out and the planet is charging and it's about to fire. And right after, uh, spoiler alert, Han Solo gets, uh, you know, <gasps> jabbed in the gut. Uh, one of the best scenes in the sequels, by the way. Uh, after that happens, uh, Starkiller base goes off. They, the, they failed. And it destroys Hosnian Prime and you're just hit by like these tragic things after mm. another. And the end is kind of bittersweet because they did blow it up, but they also lost their capital planet and stuff. So like it, it rearranges things a little bit just to not completely mirror a new hope I like quite that. so much. And it's cool. Especially like it. since, yeah. especially since the last Jedi is meant to be like the, the darker middle chapter where like all hope is lost. Um, yeah. I feel like that leads into that really well, actually. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. Uh, speaking of Last Jedi, do we push into it? Let's push into it. We're at 48 minutes. Sweet. Uh, or 46, I guess. So we'll keep it uh, We'll keep it civil. And and just a reminder, we're not discussing really Luke's yeah. whole thing in, in this movie. Um, so we have uh, the Holdo Maneuver. So Love let's it. let's just before we go into it because this is I would argue is the most controversial movie, even more than Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, what are our general thoughts on the Last Jedi? Uh, let's have Abram as as our guest can start. Break general the, thoughts, break the ice. and then we will and then we will skip Andrew, go to one of us, and then Andrew, <laughs> and then the Last of Us. We know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh The Last Jedi. I I loved The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is something that stuck with me after watching it. It was something I needed to go see immediately again. Something I did not feel with The Rise of Skywalker. Um The Last Jedi, you know, you have Ryan Johnson trying to do something unique and new and character-driven and basically the opposite of what JJ did in The Force Awakens, you know? Like not really copying a whole lot um, and taking some pretty big risks. Some of those risks definitely don't land. There's some humor that I'm not a huge fan of um, that I don't feel is very Star Wars-y. And 
the the movie definitely drags during the Canto Bite, the Casino Planet. There's some stuff there that is a little too reminiscent of the prequels for my tastes. But overall, I think um, what all some characters more than others, but the character development is chef's kiss beautiful um the 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 visuals the music the way they made the movie i don't know i I feel like there's a lot to respect in the last jedi so i'm a fan yeah i'll i'll kind of piggyback off of that so i when i first saw the last jedi i thought it was amazing uh i i instantly loved it and then i saw it again and then i saw it a third time and every time i saw it i was less excited um because i think i like I I missed some of that nostalgic connection because that's what Star Wars has always been to me is 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 this nostalgic connection. I've been watching it since I was way too young to watch it, in my opinion. Um and and there were elements that I that I enjoyed and kind of similar to Abram, my biggest issue that I actually had with it wasn't uh necessarily the whole Luke thing. Um but how the humor like the humor sat did not sit well with me and in my first opinion i was like they killed han and han always brought a good element of star wars humor so i was like oh they i i had this opinion where where ryan johnson was trying to bring in this star wars humor through characters who had not really done it before uh first of all in my opinion being luke like kind of like this this like interesting humor kind of thing and then other characters are brought in um i also agree that the canto bite thing didn't i don't love it i i don't i'm excited to see kind of andrew's andrew's uh take on canto bite because i don't really see a lot of benefit in my opinion the story is a is a the the main overarching story of the last jedi is a gas run they're running out of gas. They need to find gas. They go to shell. People die. Um, so it's like the Canto Bite stuff. If it wasn't in there, I don't see a lot of character development. I don't see a lot of world building. Um, yeah. So all of that to say, I feel like I'm hounding on The Last Jedi and I don't want to um, because there are a lot of good elements. And I think, in my opinion... Um, I really like what Ryan Johnson tried to do. And I like a lot. I love a lot of the themes. I love the theme of like Luke isn't the tip top Jedi that we may have thought he was. I love the theme of like Kylo Ren and Ray having this like weird relationship where it's, it's kind of funky. And I like the, you can hound on the choreography as much as you want, but that fight scene yeah, with Snoke, I'm like, that's, that's dope. Like that's my, fi- that's might be my favorite part of the movie. Um, until you like break it apart, but it's like, uh, I'm not into breaking things apart to just to find the, the anger in it. Uh, so I like the movie. Um, it is not my favorite and that's mostly because the execution of some of the themes I felt were not tip top that that's me. Yeah. I, I like love the movie in concept. Um, I'm probably closer to Mitch than I am to Andrew. Um, Whoa, that's surprising. Like I, I, I like the movie more than you do. Yeah, I think. But in terms, I'm not like. There's a lot of parts of it that I see as like disappointing in terms of execution. But I care more. Like I think I just probably have a different priority meter on 
concept over execution, I guess. Like, I love that they've taken a risk. I love that they've tried some new things. They've tried to integrate some new themes. I love, like, that they focus a lot on, like, how they focus on hope and how they focus on, like, the force and kind of who Ray is. Um, and I think they just, like, kind of, like, they did screw up a few things. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, so I, I'm disappointed that they screwed up those few things. But I think it's kind of like, would I rather, like in athletics or in school, if I'm a teacher or if I'm a coach, would I rather have someone who's trying something new, being creative, putting an effort, mm. um, and who fails, or someone who just does the same old thing and does yeah. it really well? And for me, like, that's what The Last Jedi is. It's like... They tried to be innovative. They didn't do it perfectly. But at least they tried to create this like new approach to it. And, and so I think for me, like the disappointment I felt when the execution failed was far less than the disappointment I felt watching The Rise of Skywalker when it felt unoriginal and uninspired. And also failed. And just the execution also failed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all right. I'm as ready. we know, as we know, Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, I think there's a distinction between favorite and best. Uh, mm. I, I personally also think it's the best Star Wars movie, but it's that's just there's me. A distinction between favorite and <laughs> they best, are different, but, but they are also the same. Well, not no, they, in this context. But for a lot of same, people, same, that's, for a lot of people, there's people say like, oh, I, I this yeah. is my favorite, but I think yeah. objectively this is better. I think objectively, the Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie. I think it captures. I, I saw this written somewhere that I, I really agree with. I think the Last Jedi is inspired by what George Lucas was inspired by, whereas Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker is inspired by Star Wars. So mm. they hmm. Force Awakens and, and the Rise of Skywalker, especially, I think they rely a little too heavily on nostalgia and fan service. Um, I think Force Awakens does fan service very well. I think Rise mm -hmm. of Skywalker does fan service not so well. Um, I think The Last Jedi, I, I agree with the humor. I think like the Your Mama joke at the beginning, it's just kind of, I don't know, just doesn't feel Star Wars to me. I, I, I agree with that. Um, I think, I think the Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson and the team. It, it. I actually think it accomplished what it was trying to accomplish. They weren't out to make another classic Star Wars film. They were out to change up the the world. And and um, if you look at it through the lens of a blockbuster sci-fi movie, you're not gonna like it because that's not what it is. They were never, he was never trying to make a blockbuster sci-fi action film. He was, he was trying to make a completely new thing, right? Um, based in the Star Wars world. And I think especially looking back now it's completed. I think a lot of things people would have liked more if the Rise of Skywalker actually continued on. Uh, Canto Bite, I think there was some really cool things they could have explored. Um, after that of just like the idea of like there's these rich people that are like funding both sides of the war um i think that's actually very interesting i wish they would have uh talked yeah. about that a little bit more um and i think that's just the fault of the third movie not trying i mean i'll just say it rise of skywalker 
like explicitly tried to erase the last Jedi in many, many ways um, with, with some decisions that they made. At least that's my opinion. And I think that falls very, it, it makes the last Jedi fall more flat than it did for a lot of people because that the stories didn't carry on. Um, right. I, I loved that it was more, I think like Abram said, it's, it's way more character based than any other star Wars movie. Um, which like is very much reminiscent of like a new hope, um, a new hope, even empire strikes back, like very, there's not a lot of action in those movies. If you really think about it, like it's very character driven, whereas the prequels are very, I mean, a lot more, there's a lot more like politics and stuff like that, but a lot of action. Whereas I feel like the last Jedi tried to like, um, capture that original trilogy feel of, uh, of just being more character driven. I, I have never really thought of it not being great because of the, uh, Mitch was saying like the gas run. I actually, I, now that I think about it, I think I like that even more because like it, it's this like vehicle for them to tell a story through where they don't need this massive world ending thing in in this movie. Like there's already so much going on outside of it, having this like almost smaller scale, uh, problem that they need to solve is actually it's well it's actually a really big scale problem if you really think about it um i love um i love finn and rose their relationship i love them going off on a little adventure i love it it splits up the the people just like the original trilogy did they split up that middle movie splits up like the 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 gang um yeah i'll say it i'm a i'm i'm probably a raylo i'll just admit it i think i i saw it from the beginning um i'm not like writing fan you're definitely or, a Ray yeah Lowe. how have you not already admitted this <laughs> well no i mean like it's the least spicy thing you've said well all day. i mean you guys aren't <laughs> least you guys haven't seen opinion. the Raylo community you guys have not seen the Raylo community i i am far less spicy than most um but i saw it from the beginning i i thought like man there's something there and even with even romance aside i saw like a connection there like oh they're connected in some way and that needs to be explored I wish it was explored more. I feel like yep. the the force call, like the force vision talking was sick. And I, and uh, it was because if you listen to the commentary, Ryan, he wanted a way for them to talk without fighting um, because everyone mm. in star Wars doesn't talk. No one, we talk about this. No one talks in star Wars. They just fight like, and he wanted a way for the, the hero and the villain to be able to talk without fighting. And then, Rise of was like, let's use it to fight. <laughs> let's fight through this thing that was meant to not be for yeah. fighting, um, which was cool. I thought that was cool. But I mean, I could ramble on and on. But so I kind of have a bit of a counter um, yeah. if, if that's OK. So like you you're talking about how um, the last Jedi like it's it's almost nice that it's it's a smaller stage and there isn't like a whole lot going on and they can like push into the characters more. Um but like looking at the other, let's say six movies, let's, let's throw the last or the, the force awakens out, but like the, the original George Lucas movies, there's something big always going on. Mm-hmm. Right. So like that feels out of place to me. Right. If that makes sense. And then so right? that- like if he's, if he's trying, if he's trying to, if he's trying to make a new star Wars movie, that's fine. But it's like, I don't know if, if arguing that he is inspired by what George Lucas was inspired by, if it's still so different, is that, do you uh, kind of get what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. what I'm, what, when I say he's inspired by it, like he literally was, he literally went and watched, uh, a, like 
Kurosawa films and old yeah. westerns and like whereas uh the other movies were like let's just try to like stuff as much Star Wars into the well Rise of Skywalker um into this and uh I feel like The Last Jedi also expands a lot more on like the mythical storytelling the mythic storytelling of Star Wars mm. um where they and they follow like Joseph Campbell's. I mean, he was very, George Lucas was very inspired by Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey. I feel like the last Jedi actually is like, right. If you read the hero's journey, it's like, Oh yeah, this makes sense. Luke being where he is at is the hero's journey. Um, Ray where she's at, this is the hero's journey. Like this makes sense. Um, and then it kind of just like doesn't complete in the rise of Skywalker, which I, this, and I think that's like I was saying before, it's just, they didn't carry through with some themes that were carrying through. Um, I have, I have yo. counter arguments as well, but are we're we're focusing a lot on the movie as a whole, yeah, and so I think refocusing onto specific scenes or concepts within the movie, because we we we've talked about the Last Jedi a lot throughout our podcast, and we probably could, um, some more. We could we could take like a long time. But um, re-listen, David. Tell us what we're talking about. Yeah, I think we need to focus, unless we want to turn this into a focus double header. Oh, easy. Uh, so we've talked a lot about the Last Jedi. There's two kind of key scenes that we've identified that we want to talk about, and they're I might I think add they're, a third. You might add a third. Okay. Yeah. So there's Mary Poppins Leia yeah. and the Haldo maneuver. Yeah, the third I would just like to talk about the the Canto bite subplot. Okay. If that makes sense. Yep. Cuz I would I would argue that is that is a scene. There is a few yeah. scenes within it, yeah. but that's a whole subplot. Which one do we want to start with? I I want to hear Abram's argument for Leia. Uh Mary Poppins Leia. Yes, I would love to talk about it. Okay. So <laughs> What is it, 30 years between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens slash Last Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Mary Poppins came out before The Last Jedi, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, sorry. Thank what? you for clarifying. Yeah. Yeah. But not Mary <laughs> yeah. Poppins Returns. Pretty sure that was after. So. No, the special edition <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> so, you know, we don't know a lot about Leia in these movies and uh, what she's gone through. Sorry, like in between these movies, I should say. And The Last Jedi comes and you're met, it, Leia Poppins is preceded with this gut-wrenching moment where Kylo is considering pushing the trigger to blow up his mother's ship and doesn't, but these TIE fighters come in from either side and do it anyways, and he's he's feeling pretty wrecked at this point, and we're all feeling wrecked that Leia might be gone, and Especially sudden, since Carrie was gone in real life. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, my, sorry, I don't know if you can hear that. My cat's elect- <laughs> automatic cat food feeder <laughs> is dispensing right now, so... <laughs> Anyways, we're going to wait for that to stop. But, so like uh, that caused people to be like, oh, she's dead. She's done. I thought that might be it. And then, no, she's back. And I think a lot of people find that silly. They think the visualization is silly. They think the fact that she survived is silly maybe. But, I mean, the whole Leia Poppins thing alludes to Mary Poppins coming down from the sky with her umbrella. And Leia kind of takes, I guess, a similar pose. It wasn't something that I put together in my mind when I first saw it. But I mean, it's in more my... super mad in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> um, I was wowed by the moment. And when I think about how people have been harsh on it, as um, 
from like the Leia Poppins perspective, I really think it's people like I'm going to be get a little uh, politics of gender on you guys here. But I think it's because Leia's in like a regal robe or not a robe, a dress. She is a woman with her hair mm. up in a dress. And I was going to say exactly that. I think if you throw like imagine Darth Vader flying through the sky like that toward a ship. That'd be badass. I don't think anybody would say that that <laughs> looked funny. Or like, I would, I would argue that Darth Vader is often wearing a dress with his big cloak. <laughs> I, I would probably go for Vader Poppins personally, but uh, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that I think it really is a it's a it's a patriarchy sex related issue in my mind. Mm. And I feel I mean I yeah. I know there's more to it than that. You can argue that like you know she was in space for however long she shouldn't be alive. How can she? pull herself across ah, a vacuum of space. I would space. argue Star Wars on that one. Yeah, right. I, I was like, <laughs> it's they have laser swords. Yeah. They're it's not the traveling through like millions of kilometers of logic. space. I, I I think for me, like it's, and, and you, you alluded to it right at the start where it's like, I where I don't love the scene is simply from the visuals and the goofiness of it. Yeah. Um, and... Like I, 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 I like that Leia survives. I like that she uses the force to help her survive. Um, but I don't I don't even know what it is. And it just, maybe maybe it is the patriarchy. Dude, yeah. screw the patriarchy. The um but like unconscious biases popping up. Yeah, it it it, it very yeah. well could be got unconscious biases. I feel the same way. But it's just kind of like the visual of her moving slightly and then like I don't know. Like I Andrew loves the goofiness in Star Wars. Yeah. But I find the goofiness in Star Wars is often goofy and it knows it's goofy. The goofiness here, I felt, was kind of goofy but trying to take it serious and it just didn't necessarily sit yeah. super well with I it. I never thought Didn't of it just... as goofy though. And I, I, like Abram said it too. Like I never, when I first, until it was pointed out to me by like white boys on Twitter, like I never saw it as goofy. I was like, oh yeah. And I do think I was going to say exactly what Abram was saying. I think it's because she's a woman. I think if Luke, if we saw Luke in space almost dying and then all of a sudden coming back, like, like Abram was saying, like it's, I, 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 I I think Mitch and I are on the same page here. Like for me, I think it's awesome that Leia's doing that. I think it establishes like some cool force connection power that like we don't really see in her. Like, at least explicitly but like it just looked like the movie is so beautiful and then you just have this like unconscious floating person like what, it, what other just, what like, other so... posture should she take though no, no no okay so for me it's not the posture for me it just i think it is weird. the death and i think it could be any character except for general grievous because he is part droid yeah <laughs> if you get thrown into space like that it's like it, it's 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 the goofiness that she like she is blown up in an explosion she is in the vacuum of space and then like subconsciously she somehow survives from it mm-hmm. and and part of me was like i i uh okay so part of it i think for me is i have the i have the realization that carrie fisher is dead and i, I have the realization that this would have been this could have been. They would have had to do a little of like re rewriting and, and refocusing on on Kylo Ren's character, but like this could have been a beautiful death for the character, and I feel like it it kind of brought her back 
to then have a unsatisfying death in Rise of Skywalker, which is Rise yes, of Skywalker's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is which yeah. is Rise of Skywalker's. Well, I don't, I, I wouldn't say it's Rise of Skywalker's fault. I would say it's the fault that Carrie Fisher unfortunately passed away. Right. There's nothing you can do about that. I extend a lot of um, grace toward the Rise of Skywalker with anything Leia yeah, related. Yes. Yeah, because yes. of that. that's the one yeah, thing they get a, a free pass on for me. Yeah, I mean, but it's like, I mean, we don't know the future, but if mm-hmm. if if that would have been Leia's yeah. death, I think that would have been. For I, me, I think it could have been beautiful. Maybe it's just because she's unconscious. For me, I, I think in general, like we need to like not in, put in real way, world expectations the on it. Like when else in Star Wars do we put real world expectations, human like physiological expectations on these people? Like never. So I think putting physiological human. I don't. Oh, I don't think we are. No, no. I mean, like. It'd be way more badass if she was conscious and like actively like I am not dying. Like I thought she was like, rather than just her I eyes do open conscious. up. I yeah. In my mind, she's conscious yeah. and she's using the last bit of strength again. Yeah. Pulling on know. that force. Fire. I don't know what it is. It's just a yeah. I love the concept, but again, the execution for me was just like it made me feel weird. So, but then how would I you want it executed? They would have. How would you want it executed then? The way that I, I don't would know, want I don't it executed watch it right now. I just know that yeah. scene gave me a weird feeling. I, I think I think honestly, and like this is me just thinking right now and not actually taking time to think about it, but I honestly think I would have rather Leia died in that scene. Right. I love the implications of I think, like, I think that's mine. Of of like the subverting our expectations. I love that. Like, oh she's dead, and then she comes back and she's like a huge part of rebuilding the rebellion. Um and like, but then also losing her for half the movie is really cool because she's there, but she's not. And like, yeah. she's who everyone was relying on. And that's kind of when everything breaks apart. Um, yeah. But I think you could have had the exact same feeling if she had died. Right. But then I, right. It, like everything like, like else would gone. have had to we be now. We yeah. now need to, we need, we now need to build the republic build back the rebellion in her mm-hmm. likeness and in her image. And they do, they do all of that, but she's just unconscious on a bed. But the implications of, of that then are she never gets to see Luke again. Uh, yep. it's like there's so many other things that would have have to be rewritten from force awakens. Yep. So it's really not like an isolated incident. It's like, there's like nope. a lot of things around it. We should and if, probably keep moving. If I could just quickly clarify before we move on, I yeah, I'm absolutely. not saying that everybody that doesn't like Leia Poppins is a sexist. <laughs> yeah, <that> is not, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that, that's that. a good clarification. Good clarification. Yeah. We have Otherwise, a, you guys a positive Star Wars podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I just think that uh, like if you don't like the way it looks, if you think it's weird, then uh, you know agree to disagree. I don't think you can argue that one, right? It's it comes down to personal yep. preference yeah. as far as that goes. My my comments were made specifically toward um, maybe how some of the more general public took it and the language they used to describe yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, which is like savage and yeah. Like, even calling you know, it even calling it Leia Poppins gives me cringe. Yeah, vibes. like I I didn't even I I don't even think I've heard that term until like today. <laughs> also, like I I always just saw it as like the weird. What's wrong with Mary Poppins? Exactly, yeah, dude, Mary that's Poppins. the thing. Okay, but how? Okay, here's final question for Abram and Andrew. Uh, if she was holding a parasol in her hand, would it make <laughs> the scene better or worse in your opinion? If it also doubled as a lightsaber, then it would be better. Yes. The be- okay. That would have been yep. like a combo of Mary Poppins, Kingsman, and Star Wars all in like one. Uh... <laughs> yeah. All right. Fan edit. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And then if, yeah. she, okay. said, if she said the words, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all, then I would have liked it too. 
even more. Best Disney princess. Uh, all right. Haldo maneuver. Haldo maneuver. I'll, I love this scene. Yeah, it's, that's it's cool. That's everything. Yep. That's it. I don't, I don't know if there's going to be a lot so of controversy between cool, the four dude. of us. I think pe- when people are like, when one people of the say, coolest visual effects. When people say like, oh, well then why didn't people do it before? Because you're, you're losing a ship. You're, you're losing a, yeah. Of course. Yeah. And also, why didn't we make fire before we discovered fire? Because you discover it later on. Like it's a humans discover things and maybe they'd never discovered that you could light speed through ships. And then yep. maybe and like, now High Republic is saying that there's a lot of calculations that go into uh, into that whole process. And yes. oh yeah, people just kind of think that uh, Holdo just kind of like bleep blop bloop engage and <laughs> yeah, there we go. Like the the kind of the I don't know. I like to see it as and something the, that required a lot of skill, a lot of math, a lot of like last ditch effort to like this might not even work, but here we go because what else can I do? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. Again, there's I thought some, it was cool. Not because we all love it, but there's a lot of uh, background misogyny in this character too. Like a lot of people hate Holdo. Oh yeah, and people outright yeah. say that's so frustrating. Oh, if if um if Admiral Akbar would have done it, then I would have loved it. Like yeah, that's a big oh, that's big true. argument, which is so dumb. It's I like oh like, yeah. I mean, it makes like from from the toxic fan base. It's like oh yeah, that just. It just shows how. Also, they lean assholes. Even the, her like her like character design. They really leaned into like the purple hair, like, and that's kind yeah. of like almost in our human world, like cliche. But if you read feminist, the, the you Princess know? Leia book, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I don't it's, know if any of you guys have read that one. I have, um, but it's like yeah. So like, I actually found I enjoyed Haldo's character. Uh, a lot more after reading that book to like kind of see them growing up together and like yeah. and like growing together. I I feel like the irony is also that like she's kind of portrayed that way, like at least in the movie for me, like it made it more powerful because Poe like totally underestimated her because he just saw this like soft, like like he he saw like the purple hair mm-hmm. and the like kind of like lack of initiative to fight back. And, like, kind of totally underestimated her, like, calculation and, like, her determination to hmm. to win. Because he just saw what I feel like a lot of the <laughs> toxic fan base saw. Yeah. Yeah, he represents. Um, I feel like he represented that. Especially, like, he says, he's like, oh, she's not what I expected. Um, yeah. But but uh, fans will just glance over that. Yeah. They're like, yeah. ah, didn't happen. Not in my edit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think so. A, th- a fun thing about the uh, Leia book and Haldo. Uh, so, like, I think in the I think the the book and movie were being written around the same time, where the book was based off the screenplay. Um, and uh, Haldo was supposed to be much more uh, ditzy valley girl kind of thing in the Last Jedi as well, but it, it, the tone just wasn't landing as it did on the page. Yeah, yeah. So they changed her character, but so there's a bit of inconsistency there. But I think enough of it still gets through that it does help. Yeah. Yeah, and Laura Dern is just the best. I love how can Laura you hate Dern. Laura Dern? Yeah, she's the best. Um, before Do we, we move, on, move on, to but okay, real life pause. I don't know if we want to take note of this. I just ha- really quickly have to give uh, Shanessa some diapers. Sure, Sounds good. We'll just uh, <laughs> I'll be right back. Keep recording, and I mean, there's not really any controversy in the Rise of Skywalker anywhere. Anyway, yeah. right? No, it's flawless. Yeah, flawless movie. Flawless movie. 
made everyone happy in my mind. I'm so hungry. Uh, Have you not had any food, David? I should write that down. No, it's uh, it was. We started at ten. I woke up at nine. I did some laundry. I did some banking. I did some chores. Oh yeah, the, the had a really productive morning. The time change is what gets me. I'm like, it's almost two o'clock. How have you not had food yet? Yeah, right. Checks out. Mm. Um, Yo. Okay, so uh, we're we're Rise back. Of, we're back. Do we want to talk about Canto Bite or should we just go into Rise of Skywalker due to time? I don't want to split it up into two episodes if we don't have to. I mean, Canto Bite. Andrew like it. loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love. I don't love it. It's a B plot. It's a B yeah. plot. Did you just? You literally just said I love it, and then you're like, I don't love it. Well, I was. If you looked at my face, audio listeners, I was being a goof. <laughs> I, I, it's not like my favorite scene in the world. I'm not going to like die on a hill being saying that Kanto Bite is the greatest scene of all time. But I think it, I disagree when people say it doesn't lend to the story. Um, strictly based off the fact that I think it could have carried on. And I think, like I said at the beginning, Ryan Johnson wanted to create a movie that would actually carry on to the next movie and have stakes. Whereas a lot of the other Star Wars movies are just kind of like compartmentalized in their own movie. And there isn't like this ongoing stake, um, and right. it could have it could have been that way. Just playing off that, Andrew, something yeah. that I was I was listening to a, a different film podcast the other day, and they were talking about like the role of the the second movie in a trilogy, and mm. um, so like in Star Wars, for example, in Empire Strikes Back, we're introduced to Yoda, um, Lando, uh, who else? Uh, we're introduced to new characters, and in Return of the Jedi, we. We follow up with them, you know, like they're they're new characters that are introduced, but they're not just in that movie that we follow them and they become part of the crew. In The Last Jedi, we're introduced to um, Haldo, who dies, so that's fine. But, you know, you got DJ, uh, like Rose. him or hate him, um, and uh, Rose. Yeah, and uh, they could, I, I feel like the proper storytelling move would have been to integrate them in the next movie in some aspect. But, I mean, Rose is sidelined and DJ doesn't even exist, so... Yeah, the it Rose just, Rose's treatment in Rise of Skywalker is terrible because yeah. she could have easily done everything that every other white dude in that movie was doing. <laughs> All of J.J. Yeah. Abrams' friends that he wanted to put into the movie so they could be in the last Star Wars movie. She could have easily done every single one of their roles and been in way more parts of the movie. But yeah. unfortunately, he listened to the... Uh, the the toxic yeah i mean it was it was just it was just a i i think it was probably an attempt to try and like not give the haters more things to hate about yeah right like like she had received so much hate and that like yeah i don't know kelly marie she left social media because of it yeah i don't necessarily like I don't want to say I I don't blame JJ because it's like sometimes you just, I don't know. Like if, if, if she would have had a huge role, how much more hate would she have gotten from the fans? Right? Like you can't, sometimes it's right. I don't know. Star Wars, just Lucasfilm and Star Wars and Disney in general, just have a bad rep with calling out fans. They just don't do it. Yeah. Whereas like, uh, other like, other studios will be like, no, you can't say that. And if you're not a fan of our, our yeah. series, if you're going to act like that and Disney just doesn't do that, which is unfortunate. Um, 
So I yeah, think like they easily we're, could we're kind of put her in it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're kind of in a bit of like a social reinvention or or trying to sometimes uh, in right now, and it's like we're at a point where you can't just ignore anymore, right? Like you can't ignore toxic fans on on YouTube or any or any sort of platform or or, or anywhere, right? So it's like I I really believe that something has to be done whether it's a statement or or more statements or or more yeah i don't know policing for lack of a better term against like just brutal online hate and savagery but i don't know what that looks like well or just shall we move on star wars so oh. far that they just can't handle it anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they leave yeah great like like Ryan Johnson like, trilogy, that like might, doing that might fan do service <laughs> to them. That's how you keep them. Yeah, that's how you like encourage the toxic like. Right. And, and so like in some ways it's like, hey, JJ was trying to make sure all the. It's like that's literally playing into their hand. Yeah. Like yeah. if you keep going down the road of Ryan Johnson and you keep creating this new thing that people are super toxic about, like at some point, the energy is going to run out. Like, yeah you'd think and and by like listening to them and creating something that's meant to be fan service to them you're actually like reinforcing yeah the behaviors, a lot of those habits yep um yeah. and the attitudes as like see if we do this we get what we want well they use it as get fuel like i think specifically of luke in um rise of skywalker his line saying a jedi's weapon deserves more respect like yep. now that's used every single fanboy uses that as a C I hated that. See the last that. Jedi just, was wrong. Like blah, blah, blah. It's just fuel. And it's like and even yeah, though they, it represents and, Luke's transformation from the beginning exactly. to the end of the last Jedi, it like that moment actually makes sense character wise. Yeah. People take that line out of context though, right? Like it it, yes. it it plays differently depending on who's listening to it. Right. Yeah. And he was just too Rise hella blue in that scene. I'm going to say it right now. He was too hella blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like they were like, oh. he's powerful. We need to show him, show people that he is a powerful force ghost. So we're going to make him as blue as possible. <laughs> <laughs> just like the original Yoda. Blue. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, maybe it's well, a callback. Maybe J.J. Abrams was making a callback to the original Yoda. J.J. is a pretty huge Star Wars geek. So I'm sure yeah. that's what he was going for. Yeah, but I think I think I mean he I think he was trying to balance too many people's expectations too. Like even yeah. I will say it right now. I think okay, Raylo is canon. They kissed. They but I do not like the way it was handled. It was not talked about for the entirety of the first two acts of the movie, and then all of a sudden they are they kiss smooching. Like I love the kiss. I think it so much more could have happened before with the force talking yeah. and them coming together. I think Ben's redemption could have happened like half an hour earlier and had a lot more conversation with that. Um, but uh, I think that he was trying to uh, appease the fanboys, appease the Raylos, appease the everyone, the general audience who just wants to see pew pew laser swords Um and it, it fell flat because he was trying to, like mm. Dave was saying, it's just trying to appease too many people. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Rise of Skywalker a little bit. Yeah, now yeah. that we're in it. I mean, we've talked about these two points before quite a bit. Um, 
And there's obviously a lot more in each of these, especially the last three movies that we could probably dissect. But the oh, yeah. two that we have here is Ray Skywalker, Palpatine, and Ben dying. And then we were also thinking about the the dagger. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, have uh, I would one. like to let's let's just let's oh, just throw no. the dagger out quickly. Yeah, um, because it can go quick. Uh, I like the dagger. I I don't like things about it. Um, I like the the connection to kind of like the the adventure and the Indiana Jones. And if I see the La- the Rise of Skywalker as an adventure movie, great. It fits. It's fun. The things I don't like about it uh, is that it kind of like sets up that it would have been much better if it the the events that took down the second death star hadn't been so close in a timeline like yeah it's been quite a few years but it's like who as soon as the death star fell made this dagger yeah it was like super old went on this like big adventure like that feels like something that should have been explained connected to something other than the death star like high republic era or something yeah like high republic era or even like yeah like an old sith temple or something would have been way cooler it also just makes no sense the way she's standing it doesn't make any sense she could have stood any other (laughs) angle (laughs) and it wouldn't have lined up like yeah it it, it's i mean it might be like i don't know if it's actually fan service of like bringing it back to the the old death star but i was like that's i don't know i thought it was kind of cool when when you see the dagger in the in the trailer, a lot of people yep. thought that it was going to be the dagger that Padme brought to <laughs> Mustafar. Ah. That they were going to bring it back um, and kind of have this like connection to Padme because That's another cool. downside of the entire sequel trilogy is that they don't talk about Padme at all. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Padme erasure is real. Um, but yeah, I like the dagger mostly because I absolutely love the Goonies and it's pretty much a direct ripoff yeah. uh, of the Goonies when she like holds the thing up and it, it, it matches the landscape, so Love that's it. my talk. The dagger. What oh, was gee. your uh, your thing, Abram? Oh, I think I had mentioned the dagger, but if I was to... Oh, okay. cat rubbing up on the microphone. Wonderful. <laughs> Something that uh, <laughs> I was thinking as we were talking is, what about at the very end, when you got Lando <laughs> telling Jana, they're sitting down together, and where are you from, mm. kid? I don't oh, know. No, yeah. well, let's find out together. Or like, yeah. it's just. I didn't weird. like that. I don't know what it's. Implying. I didn't like that. <laughs> because it give... was like, is it just because they're the two black characters in the movie that like, like trying to imply be... that she's his daughter? Maybe they hinted at that. Um, I yeah, don't know. it's just it's weird. It's they hinted think... at too many things. Even the whole Finn, I I need to tell you something thing. What the? Oh yeah. What the hell? Oh, was that, that bothered me. Finn's like, oh, I need to like, yeah, I need to tell you something, and it's like, we don't even get. Like you can you can speculate on what it was, yeah. But there's nothing concrete whatsoever. If it's if it's that he's force sensitive, why didn't he just freaking say it? Yeah. And if it's that yeah. he likes her, that's off. <laughs> I didn't also like makes way more sense that he was hesitant to tell her. Yeah. yeah. Like if you think you're force sensitive, I feel like that's a pretty quick conversation. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I've been feeling I'm this thing. Just want to let you know. But yeah, if it, it would make more sense if it was I love you. But then the tingles just, in my body. Um, Ray Palpatine, Ray Skywalker. So I mean, we're, we're, this is the name that we're the concept, the name. I mean, setting aside behind the scenes, the fact that all of that shit was added in way, way later in the process. Well, we don't have to talk about that. Um, I think it just doesn't fit with the mythical storytelling of star Wars. I think it, it, especially with what, uh, 
sequel trilogy looks like it was trying to accomplish, uh, kind of going away from bloodlines and more leaning into, hey, anyone can be a Jedi or anyone can be a Force user, yeah. anyone can be a hero. Now it's like, JK, you have to be a part of these two families. Yeah. And then you can be I, I, worth Yeah. It. I don't hate the fact that Palpatine was the big bad. No. It's kind of like, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, if Palpatine is the big bad for all nine movies, great. Like that's there, there's a, there's a bit of continuity. Uh, and like, I don't know, it, it, it makes sense. It's not done well, but it makes sense. But the fact that like, yeah, that Ray has to be Palpatine or like Ray is Palpatine. It's like, who's, who's smashing palps anyways? Like it just doesn't, well, it's, it's, it's a clone. It's a clone. And they only explain right. that if in the you, book. Right. If you read the book, then you have an even less convincing, yeah, like argument in my opinion i don't know it's like ah, it bothers me but there's not much to say about it like i don't have a strong argument against ray being palpatine other than it's like come on guys you could have done better yeah i I think like in terms of her being connected to palpatine is actually really cool i think by going that direction they avoided something way more meaningful and yeah. cool though like like the idea that she is this kind of like nobody and that anyone can kind of harness this power of the force or can can be gifted it is like way cooler than just like oh yeah she's, yeah she's pretty yeah. much like from one of the two like families in the galaxy that have all the power and if they were gonna to do it thing they should have done it way earlier on, like given little clues that like maybe she yeah. uses the lightning in Force Awakens. And it's like, ooh, whoa. Yeah. Lightning. And then yeah. The Last Jedi, like, they start figuring out that, like, oh, her parents weren't what they seem. And like, you know. But Yeah. And then Ray Skywalker, we've talked about it, That's I think, the before. Thing. Yeah. Is just that, like, like another double down. Double down with Palpatine. Like, if you're going to be Palpatine, then let her redeem the Palpatine name. Yeah, because then don't, it, it yeah, doesn't even follow that the... Been, that could have been a cool theme as well, right? It doesn't like even follow the like, theme no, I have of, Ray Palpatine. of Leia saying, uh, don't like, don't hide your past. She's like, or don't be afraid of your past or whatever. Um, she's right. like, JK, I am afraid of my past. I'm just going to change my last name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just so inconsistent with itself. Yeah. And even like, if she had not been a Palpatine... And changed her name to like Ray Skywalker. Cool. Right? Like you're finding like family in a way, right? Yeah. Like like right. Leia became your like quasi mom. You know, yeah. like whatever. Leia makes but sense. like the fa- the fact that you're like part of the one super family and you don't like that, so then you change your name to the other super family. It just felt so simple. Yeah. Like I mean, but it's yeah. kinda like embracing the last name Hitler, you know? Like yeah, isn't that, like, that kind of yeah, weird? I know, I know. It's true. In the galaxy, she if you went around Ray. saying your name was Ray Palpatine, people would probably be a little. Yeah, could have, could have gone full circle and been like, "I'm Ray." Just I'm Ray. Like, oh, like dude. at the beginning of the. That's what I was expecting her to say. Yeah, where she I would, just, she would yeah. say just Ray, just Ray. Yeah, because she's Ray. like, "I'm Ray," and it's like, I don't know where I'm from at the beginning, and then going all the way back to that and being yeah. like, "I'm Ray." That could have been cool. That whole and, scene, and like my last name doesn't matter. Like I am who I am. Yeah. Yeah. That whole scene fell flat for me when I realized that like coming out of it, I actually felt things. I was like, Oh cool. That was cool that we were on Tatooine. Yeah. And then I thought about it a little bit and I was like, first of all, why Tatooine? 
that it doesn't mean anything to Ray. It actually barely means anything to Luke and Leia. Luke didn't like. It means being, nothing to Leia. Leia, she was Leia, a, Leia. she was a sex slave there. Luke just the wanted one to time leave she, yeah. when he lived there. Luke didn't want to <laughs> yeah. be there. And then Anakin even, hates sad. And then even like, t- taking like pointless. the the Skywalker name and showing Luke and Leia, it just kind of like doubled down on like the weird Luke and Leia relationship too. Like, I was like, why are they there in like these white <laughs> pure clothes? Um, and then yeah, taking the Skywalker name, Ray like. For one, Leia's not a, her last name's not Skywalker. She is a Skywalker, but her last name yeah. was Solo, I guess, or Organa or something. Um, but taking the Skywalker name, Solo I always Organa. thought that maybe she was taking it because of Luke, but her she didn't have a good relationship with Luke. Like she learned to respect him later on, but their time in The Last Jedi was wasn't great when they knew each other. Yeah. Um, I wish that would have been explored more, but in terms of how it ended she wasn't in a good place with him. <laughs> but her lightsaber was cool. Yes. Yeah. One of the coolest in the entire saga, I would say. Yep. It's my favorite. One one of them, absolutely. Have have right. have any of you guys had a chance to read uh the original script for Duel of the Fates? That was supposed to be episode 9 written by Colin yes. Trevorrow. Um No. Oh. She you should double, find it, right? Yeah. Uh it's a uh, it's interesting. It's you know, it's it's mm. it's that kind of what if they stuck with the original plan, if mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher didn't die, if uh, they didn't try yeah. to retcon everything in The Last Jedi. Uh, it just kind of gives you an idea of what things could have been. The, and, the yeah. Finn Stormtrooper Rebellion happens yeah. in that, and it's amazing. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Which is like another thing. I think they really dropped Finn's character. They were just like... Oh, yeah. He didn't need to be Force-sensitive. I wish like... There could have been so much... Again, stuff they're saying you can only be relationship. You can only be powerful if you're part of these two families, or you are force sensitive. Like he could have, or been, you're in the prequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Like he could have been really cool as like yeah, leading this rebellion. Especially, I thought they were setting it up with Janna. I was like, oh, perfect. He found another stormtrooper. Now they're yeah. going to have that rebellion, and then just like nothing comes of it later on. In in fact, he blows up and kills stormtroopers. <laughs> he like perfect. he like empathizes with them, and then he's like, J.K blows him up very nice well is there any other key rise of skywalker or should we wrap it up this might end up being two episodes i think i'm now looking at it i think we should wrap it up yeah um we've talked a lot about ben dying in our previous episodes we could do a whole episode i don't know if you have anything you want to say about that abram but i'm gonna hold off on saying anything about it about ben dying really quick i guess i could say that i um it actually doesn't, it doesn't, like, I've heard you guys other podcasts and you guys are pretty broken up about it, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't bother me that much. I don't think it was handled well. Yeah. Um, I think it's okay that he, he died. I mean, the guy did a lot of bad stuff and I like that there was a twist that he didn't just die like Vader died. He died giving his life for Ray, like literally, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it could have, it's not the actual death that bugs me. I think they could have just, uh, they could have, uh, pulled it off better, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I would hitch my wagon to to yours as well. Just but like I, I, I feel like it what just wasn't handled the best. But I also kind of sit in the boat of like if he had lived, then like what what then? Like it's kind of like uh, keeping the last name Hitler. <laughs> He's not that bad, but it's like he can't just join the rebellion. Oh, I like, would have loved to go see around that. being like, oh hi, I'm I'm your friend now, right? Like it just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. You essentially have to go into exile probably. Yeah. yeah. That's what would have been interesting to me is him 
reconciling and and actually redeeming himself instead of I think the message then it's in a lot of Western storytelling, especially with men in storytelling, is that the only way to atone of your sins is to die. And I think that's a sad right. thing to especially when mythic storytelling is supposed to be like not it's supposed to like not follow what we believe in in the real world. It's like it's supposed to be this like fantastical mythical place and it would have been really cool for him to like actually atone for his sins and not have to die but actually have to live through the steps of atoning for what he did and and because he really kind of just escaped from it he did all that shit and then he just died he didn't really actually have to pay the price um yeah because death isn't actually really paying the price you just you're just escaping what they're actually actually paying the price cool all right. Well, we should wrap it up there. Yep. Yeah. That was a great episode. That was great. Sorry. I want to eat breakfast. Yeah, you want to eat breakfast. Yeah, me too. I say we release it all wanna... as one, guys. I think a full episode. A full thirty uh, hour and thirty five minute episode for thirty eight minute hearts. episode. An hour and thirty eight. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it after. This may be part one. This may be part two. This may be one episode. Uh, next, I believe on our docket is a uh, quotable quote. Oh, yeah, we we're gonna I do think. quotes. That's fun. Uh, that sounds fun. I'm really excited about that one. Me too. Um, in addition, we will probably have another uh, boner episode, bonus episode coming out, um, talking about the next comic. It uh, comes out February third, so I think we should just keep following the comic schedule. Yeah, I like little, that idea. Little ten minute That's boner a good episodes. Idea. Uh, great. So thanks, Abram, for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Abram. Nice to see you. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Always a good time talking Star Wars with some boys. That being said, uh, if you are a boy or a girl, um, you are welcome to join us. Just let us know that you would like to be a guest on our podcast, and we will see uh, how we can slot you in. Beautiful. Uh, Anyways, this is Bantha Potter. My name is Mitch. I'm Dave. I'm Andrew. And that was Abram. Abram. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure if you were going to say your name or not (laughs) perfect ending anyway may the force be with you peace out bye the music we use in our podcast is brought to you by the talented artist closed on Sunday Uh, check them out on Spotify or YouTube anywhere you can find sick beats or even on Instagram at closed on Sunday with two Y's